We are high school seniors taking the Big History Project course. We are experts on being big history students. We don't pretend to be experts in all 14 billion years of history, but we do know what's going on in our class and with our classmates. This conversation will be based in the Big History Project narrative, but we will bring in our own interests and go off on tangents. We will add to the Big History Whip of collective learning. Oh, What's up, guys? It's Big Aids in the gang, and uh, I'm back here with Mike, Rylan, and Muff this time. We got three new people on the podcast. What's up? And uh, today we'll be talking about theories and when and why people accept theories. So, um, say it's Friday at the Ville. Nice. Just here, though. It's not Friday anywhere else. Yeah, only at the Ville. <laughs> Nice long week, long long weekend. Get yeah. excited. It is a long weekend. No, it's just a weekend. Oh. I, I just said it was long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I think while talking about theories, we can start by using the example of uh, Wagner and Hess and their theories about continental drift and uh, tectonic plates and whatnot. So, Mike. You want to start with Wagner? Yeah. Um, Wagner? Wagner, yeah. <laughs> In the last podcast, we uh, kind of talked about, like, different um, folklores and stories and things like that. So I think, um, like, uh, theories kind of ties into that. In that, Alfred Wagner, his theory wasn't as accepted as other people wish it would be. I mean, he was a meteorologist, so they really didn't think anything of it. But uh, he used geological fossils of um, of plants and referenced them at two different continents and realized that whoa they are they are related they meant, yeah they meant that the two continents used to be combined so I think that's pretty interesting that no one really believed him even though that he was correct yeah the second he said that people just called him insane because I mean obviously no one was there to see Pangea the continents all grouped together but he was just trying to just piece together this information try to come up with this theory but he was ridiculed for it he was called stupid and just no one wanted to believe it but um then this dude Hess like what was it like 30 years later something yeah. like that World War so, one or two yeah he uh comes in on a submarine <laughs> for the navy and while looking for U-boats he just like left that sonar on and came across some mountains on the bottom of the ocean and <coughs> but did you guys notice that like whenever there's a big theory it never is accepted the first time yeah yeah that's but like that's a theme. it's like the theme but also i feel like the fact that he only had one piece of evidence starting people might have thought like oh there could have been the same plant species from two mm-hmm. different places like that doesn't that's really not proof for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good enough explanation for the people. Yeah, and that kind of ties into, like, the big history concept that you need evidence. And From multiple evidential. disciplines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Disciplinary yes. thinking, yeah. So I guess that's one of the reasons why theories are accepted, right? When there's enough, ev- when there's enough evidence present for some... I don't know, some theory to be made. Yeah, some people, it's for people to start believing it. Mm -hmm. 
Muff, what do you think about evidence? I think that it was very interesting, but um, the world needed to see it yeah. and know firsthand that you know, this was the truth. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Seeing is believing. Yeah, so, um, well, Hess created, he used sonar and realized, whoa, man, like, the bottom of the ocean has mountains. Something's up with that. So, obviously, he kind of combined that with the theory of tectonic plates and uh, tectonic shifts and how when the two tectonic plates combined at the bottom of the ocean, they created mountain structures and um, things like that. Yeah, should we talk about the egg? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically the egg analogy is used to describe, like, plate tectonics and where, like, the plates are on top of, like, a cracky, or they're cracky plates on top of, like, a gooey center, and that's basically, like, what an egg is. And then I never... Yeah, when he first said, when when our teacher um, first used the egg, like, the analogy. Egg, egg analogy, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like, I had no idea that the earth was actually shaped like an egg this entire time. And I mean, it's not just shaped like, like an egg. egg. I thought that he meant it was shaped like an egg. I was like, I was like, whoa. This is this flat earth all over again. This is egg earth. Egg yeah. earth. <laughs> egg earth. And then someone was like, oh, no, it's just an analogy for, like, tectonic I'm an egg earther. You're an egg earther? Yes. Interesting. Oh. Oh, that could tie <laughs> us into our next thing about the next oh, theory. Oh, about the, yeah, yeah, wait, but, um, but... Oh, frick. I forgot what I was going to say. I feel like it was going to be very important. <laughs> All right, wait, hold on. I just want to bring something into account here when we're talking about theories. So what happened to Wagner when he first brought up this theory and it was not accepted? Like, the same thing happened to Darwin, but mm-hmm. um, it was accepted when Hess used technology to try to prove it. So you think that technolo- like people like trust technology more than they do people like when it comes to proving theories and stuff that's interesting yeah I think it's more on the lines of like the time that the theory is placed Mm. like the theory that when Wegener produced it there was basically the scientific advancements they were I mean they were advanced enough to have scientists but they weren't as advanced enough as like sonar Mm -hmm. and the world during World War One or World War Two, it kind of was an explosion of all these different scientific and technological and geological advancements mm-hmm. that produced um, economic growth and right. everything like that. So I think it's more on the, the time that they're produced. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so if it's about the time, you think since, well, Hess found, he was using the sonar during World War Two. so you think since it was a time of like I don't know people were just grasping for like well at a time of war people are just like looking for hope and like anything mm-hmm. yeah. so you think that's one of the one of the reasons he was accepted at that time because it was a time of war and like people were just looking for new ideas and stuff yeah yeah definitely yeah that also kind of ties into well we're gonna get there later but that also when you said people are looking for something to believe in that um tied into like the the cult um, model. Mm. Like the, or, we'll get into that later. Yeah. I don't and the main thing about theories is when it's a big enough theory as tectonic as tectonic plates and 
um, things of that nature, they're so big that they actually threaten certain groups of people that need funding for other things. So the big reason why Wagner wasn't accepted was because he was threatening a theory that other people already had funding for and they were already putting their careers on the line for it and he was going against them. Alright, well, I mean, could talk about a different type of theory, the uh, conspiracy kind. Oh, yes. <laughs> My favorite kind. <laughs> so, uh, Should we start with the flat earthers? I mean, we'll start off simple and then go up. Okay. <laughs> Let's, I mean, when we talk about these with accepting a theory, I think how we could do it is explain why it's not, well, we could try to explain why it's not accepted. I don't know. I think we should try to explain why people believe it, and then if it's completely far-fetched, explain why it doesn't make sense and shouldn't be accepted. Well, I mean, the flat, the whole flat earth thing, like, there's literally, there's not. literally pictures of the earth, yeah. so if you still believe that, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but... Yeah, I mean, the thing about flat earth, though, is it already was accepted for a while, and then it was disproved. Right. Like, I feel like the other ones, like chemtrails and Area 51 and moon landing desi- deniers, like, I feel like... Those are more like the government's trying to hide something rather than... Because, I mean, mm-hmm. let's think about it. If the Earth actually was flat, like, what? why does that matter? Like, yeah. that doesn't change anything. Like, we're in space. <laughs> like, you already... Like, we see that the Earth is not flat. Yeah. Like, there would be an end to the world. Exactly. If the uh, Earth was flat? Unless there was, like, a videotape. I mean, if you're talking about, like, falling off the edge. Exactly. Okay. I mean, but we really, really, like, can't blame these people who first came up with this flat earth idea because, I mean, they didn't know any better. They didn't have any technology, any any information on the universe whatsoever because, I mean, this idea was tossed around, like, before science was a thing, like, before that was even a word, so. Yeah, I mean, we can't call any of these theories insane because, basically, we call tectonic plates crazy and then look where we are now that's true i mean yeah if you think about it these conspiracy theories like that's they might be true they that's just, where they just science starts kind of they need like, another 30 years to develop and you never know yeah i want to see aliens like area 51 I mean, yeah who wouldn't want to see aliens um do you think they're trying to hide it because of a potential threat, or they're just trying to be dicks? No, no. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> all right, we fix it in post. Yeah, we'll need a, we'll need a little bleed. That's all right. Um, but like, honestly, I think Area Fifty One. Like, if you're gonna, st- like, I feel like they're they, if there was aliens there and everyone knew where they were, they're not gonna be there. It's so like, if everyone stormed yeah. Area 51, they're well, going to act mean, like it's there, but, like, it's probably, like, somewhere underneath, like, Japan or something like but that. But I don't understand. <laughs> it's probably somewhere way out. Like, yeah, that's true. Alaska. They're trying to throw us off. Well, yeah, if they, if they, if there's all these, like, theories about aliens being at Area 51 and, like, the government would have to have moved them by now, like, yeah. Yeah. if people have been slightly catching on, like... And also, when they tried to storm Area 51, why did people... I mean, I don't know if anyone actually thought they were going to get somewhere with that, but obviously there were police and, like... Yeah, full-out, like, snipers. And all yeah. That. Yeah, I think someone got, like, shot or something there. I think <laughs> one... I think, like, one person died. And, like, let's face it here. Nevada... Nevada, like, everyone knows about Nevada because of Area 51, but if you're going to hide, an a- like, an alien somewhere in the United States, 
Let's face it. Like, Alaska is the weirdest place. Like, <laughs> no one knows anything about it. Like, it's Let's way Let's put true. the aliens in the North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> see if they survive. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk about chemtrails? Chemtrails. I mean, really not much to talk about well, there. Well, there totally is, okay? So he's, a, he's not a believer. You're, you're not a believer? I, okay. I'm not a believer. I, I wouldn't say I'm a believer, because, okay, I, I don't know. I'm skeptical of everything, but at the same time, I feel like I always end up falling for these dumb conspiracies, like watching Shane Dawson conspiracy videos. <laughs> but that's the first I heard of. Um, chemtrails and it and it, it kind of makes sense when you think about it because plane emissions are supposed to dissipate almost instantly and especially with commercial planes like the emissions are lasting longer and like staying in the sky so I feel like what are they putting in there that we don't know about I feel like I feel like it's just byproduct from the fuel exhaust but I don't think regular planes are supposed to emit that yeah like it's probably I'm, something worse than Exhaust, right. Your average chemical. But I think the weird thing is that the scientists haven't found it, or like people that study the atmosphere, they haven't found anything, unless. But I feel like that's where another layer of the conspiracy comes in, because the gov- the government is trying to hide it from us, because that's. I know you're saying that yesterday, and this I I don't believe this part, but if they are trying to sedate us, like they don't want us to know. Yeah, maybe they're trying to stop global warming. Maybe they're trying to start global warming. Reduce the population. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is turning into a conspiracy <laughs> podcast yeah. now. Yeah, that's All right, I'm going to start a new topic to get us back on track a little bit here. So when talking about um, accepting a theory and when specific, like instead of why, just specifically when people accept them, mm-hmm. um, you have to take into account that there are theories for everything before new ones are made. So there are already previous theories that people believe. And um, a lot of them came from religion, especially back in the day when people were making new theories. Um, They were trying to disprove religion. And that was really hard to do, considering how much power all these, like, churches had and, like, all the religions had and stuff. So, I mean, these people were trying to just, like, basically go against the world or the government at that time because... Religion just controlled everything, so... I mean, do you think if... Well, hold on, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but... I mean... Well, I th- are you trying to say that theories are, like, dominated by huge groups like religion? Yeah, like, I mean, obviously some of the biggest theories that people believe about, like how the world came to be, even today still, is based on religion. And mm-hmm. m- I'm, I mean, so many people believe that still. Like, just, like, people don't want to believe science because they just have their faith. And, I mean, and, if, the, and if the science disproves the faith, they don't want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they, well, then the religious leaders just get angry. But, yeah. Especially back in the day, people would literally die for trying to disprove a theory. Just trying to contribute to that collective learning and they just get murked well the new po- I, in terms of uh, Catholic religion I know that the new Pope is trying to kind of reorganize the way that we think of modern day Catholicism and he's kind of saying like 
he's not he's tied to the Bible of course but he he knows certain aspects of it are exaggerated and he knows that certain aspects of it don't really apply to modern day society so I mean I guess religion is trying to change a little bit I doubt people are gonna like that no they are not mm-hmm. he's trying to change their change the base of their religion mm-hmm also in that like every religion is already so different like even different like sex of not sex 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 sexism like sex yeah yeah of like christianity um even like look at like catholicism versus like um mormonism like those are both technically under the umbrella of christianity right and they're both so different so i feel like you know what yeah, I'm trying to get at? I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, they borrow things from each other, but at the same yeah. time, they're so different. Right. Yeah. It's really interesting. And, uh, like, honestly, like, I think the biggest thing right now is, what is that? Does anyone here take sociology? Uh-huh. No. Um, Miss Bell came to her class, like, maybe, I want to say, last year, and she said that there is a specific religion that's traveling around modern day society where everyone believes in something, whether it be God or an animal ruling over everything. The but, turtle stacked on top yeah, of each other. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, everyone believes in something and they just don't believe in modern day like not modern day, but the older versions of the religion. Mm. Oh yeah, I was just reading about that. Maybe we should talk about. Did anyone like hear about what happened on the news, like recently? What in New Zealand? There was a oh, huge yeah. volcanic eruption in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And um. I did hear about that. Yeah, it, yeah, it took out like, like it, at least fifty people. Yeah, it like it's like fifty two or fifty seven or something like that. But I don't know who in the right mind would take a trip to an active volcano. <laughs> It's just not smart. Or at least, like, the, the, um, the, the, the what's it the called? The residence? No, 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 the boat. The charter boat? No, it's, the cruise ship. Why wouldn't the cruise ship take that into account, that oh, the yeah, volcano is active? But also, didn't they have to, like, eva- like, wouldn't they evacuate, like, not come to the place? Well, the island, it was just an island of a volcano. There was no houses on it. Oh. Yeah. So they went there and expected... <laughs> just to see the island. I mean, I don't know if I'm, like, brainwashed by movies or something, but, like, don't volcanoes smoke before they erupt? Like, don't you know that something's about to go down? But I think <laughs> the smoke is what... The smoke went immediately up after they went really close to the top of it. And the really sad part about it is there was maybe like five, I think five people died exactly, but um, 57 people are missing. And it kind of brings into account the Yellowstone fear, because Yellowstone National Park is a volcano. Yeah, I saw that, and I just started reading about it today, and I was like, that's insane, and how one day this thing will erupt, probably not in our life, hopefully not in our lifetime, and it'll just wipe out half of America, just, like, covered by smoke. And it's already overdue to erupt. Isn't it, like, thousands of years overdue or something? Yeah. I don't want to know about that. (laughs) The good news is we're (laughs) on the East Coast. Yeah, we are on the East Coast. This is true. It was Old Faithful, I think. It was a, uh, a geyser. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
The interesting part about that is that if that volcano erupts, it will be the biggest volcanic shock. Even Pompeii was huge. When Pompeii explode, um, when Pompeii ex- had the explosion or the eruption, it basically changed the atmosphere of the entire planet. So imagine how much Yellowstone will do, since Yellowstone is basically the size of a state. Yeah, I'd rather it, not think about that. <laughs> I forgot when it was, but I think it was like in the early um, 20th century, there was an eruption in South America, and it basically caused a global cool in North America. North America became so cold that plant what that farms were dead. Um, this was, I want to say, the early early 18th or 19th century. Okay. It was one of them. Because there, there was a really famous painting of all the farms um, just freezing over. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of this. I learned about it yesterday. Oh, That's really? I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> But I think we should talk about how, um, with Yellowstone, um, we should connect that to what we were talking about yesterday Mm -hmm. with the Gen Z mindset of, like, (laughs) I feel like a lot of people now, I, a lot of it probably is talk, like, you go online and they're like, oh yeah, I don't care if I die, but like. Oh yeah, wait, hold on, so, I don't really know, so what age group is Gen Z? Is that, like, us, it's, like, teenagers Yeah, now? I think it's, like, the one below millennials. Okay. Mm-hmm. Millennials is, like, people in their 20s now, right? Like yeah, I believe so. No, they're, like, so. 30. I thought they have kids. Really? Yeah, like, they're 25 to, like, 35. So why are, why are people all over the internet making it seem like we're the millennials? We're not millennials. We're Gen Z, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe what all adults say, basically. And yeah, true. going into that, I think social media really big plays a big part in like the whole anonymous thing and talking the talk and like you could say that you don't yeah. want to die because you're on social right. media but in reality if you like if you, it's not if something happens if a, if a huge volcano yeah. explodes and you see it from a mile away don't tell me you're just gonna stay there and right? watch it yeah. watch it come at you Ugh. Yeah. all right so um let's talk about a little form of religion where the leader does not want people to think any other way than the way that he wants. Otherwise known as a cult. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> Have you guys heard of the bite model? No, what is that? So it like, hang on, let me look up exactly what it stands for. But it's basically like, let me not talk. First of all, there's so many cults in America. What is that we don't even... Yeah, honestly, like, there's probably just, like, people in, like, underground bunkers that we don't even know about, and they're just being brainwashed by this one dude, just, like... And we're gonna hear about it, like, in 30 years and be like, why didn't we stop that? Cough, cough, the South. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so, oh. So, the bite model is basically, okay, so, behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control is basically what constitutes a cult, and... Um, I feel like that's scary because <clears throat> it can be on, like, such a smaller scale level. Like, a lot of this can probably apply to mainstream religion in a certain sense, and that's where I feel like religion can get dangerous. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, oh, religion, I'm not, like, advocating against religion or anything, but yeah, people don't... Obviously, that's the point of brainwashing, but you wouldn't even know, like... You come to trust these people. And, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a difference between believing in something and dying for something. Right. Like, Jim Jones. 
he he made everyone believe and maybe he was yeah. it was yeah, a real like belief but regardless that, I don't know but I don't think it was but regardless he got power hungry right. and like everyone believed him and he used that to his his own knowledge and he caused them all to create suicide to make to kill themselves and he brainwashed people parents with their children to poison their own children like imagine how brainwashed you have to be to poison your own child yeah and it's all because he just wants them he just wants well i'm not i don't know i'm i'm i say he but like these these cult leaders they just like they just want people to believe them and they'll take it so far it's just like so insane how like actually insane these people are i think the bigger question in terms of the Jim Jones thing, is that those people, they didn't, they had no idea what they were drinking, but if they knew, I have a very good feeling that they would still do it anyway. Oh, yeah. Because they I'm believed like him as a god. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's so awful. Um, I mean, well, that's what it, um, so a lot of another reason why I feel like people um, need feel like they need religion is because when people say you can't have morals without God, like people fall like they use it as an excuse. Yeah. Like, like oh, I just hit someone with my car. God <laughs> told me to do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I mean honestly, I I'm not a religious person myself. Right. I'm I'm not one to hate on people's religions either so I'm just like kind of neutral on this but yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel Same. like religions are kind of just a f- I'm not, no disrespect but kind of like a fallback for people just something they can just like blame something on sometimes yeah. and yeah. they're just like oh my god like god did me dirty today like, <laughs> my take is that I am religious but not super religious I was raised um my parents were are Christian, so were all my grandparents, but they were okay. Like, they never, they said that God loves you and cares about you and gave you free will to do whatever you want, not to make your own decisions. Yeah, but that's just human nature. I don't need religion to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like that's also a more positive um, mindset towards religion, and a lot of people who are more religious make it um, so that you have to do what God says. Like God made this out for you. But the good, but God. and I'm not trying to bash yeah. at all. Like that's not what I'm trying. I mm-hmm. hope it doesn't come across no. like that. But um, yeah. yeah, what were you gonna say? But going off of what Mutt said, like, um, like religion, it kind of it sets. I mean, basically sets precedent for, like, I don't know, the good way to act. But it should never control the way you act, ever. I mean... And I feel like that's what it's used. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, like, the Bible goes against gay people. I'm gay, and, like, I don't, like, I hope I don't go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I really don't think you're going to hell. Yeah, there's really nothing to worry about Exactly, like, you don't have to, you don't have to put other people down to believe in something. Yeah that's when it crosses the line yeah and that's where the thing with morals comes in is so people who say 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is stressful. This is like a very detailed no. topic because yeah. there's so many branches of it and yeah, there's so exactly. many ways to go about it. Yeah, but when we talk about like being moral without like God, that's where like secular humanism comes in. Exactly. And yeah. have like having your own morals um, unrelated to God, and I feel like that's important. And I honestly feel like a lot of people who say there's no morals without God, like. Let's just say in an alternate universe, which I'm not saying is real, <laughs> but in an ob- it could be, yeah. I'm not saying it's not real either. But in an alternate universe where God doesn't exist to you, you've never heard of him, would you have morals? I think you would It's the whole nature versus, nor- um, nature versus nurture debate that psychology... Um, yeah, and then that. it comes in like, oh, Lord of the Flies, like, would it be like that? I don't think it would be like that. I don't know. I I, mean, I believe it, it might be like that. I didn't I didn't need religion growing up to teach me morals. Any good parent would teach yeah. their kids yeah. morals. So that's true. I mean, there are some kids though that you just see and you're like, you wish they went to church because they need their Jesus. parents didn't do a good job. I believe that deep down everyone has a secret side to them. That like if yeah. the right circumstances come up, those sides will come out. Lord of the Flies theory. I think that's what it should be called. I never read that. What was it about? Oh, it's about uh, it's about a plane that crashes, but like it's the plane that's carrying kids after, that's like transporting them to their new houses after World War One, and it crashes with all these kids that come out of the plane, and they basically live on the island. And they learn to survive, but what happens is they become savages. They become savages, and they begin killing each other and dancing on their bodies. And, and they fi- they start to find enjoyment out of. The hunt. Oh, uh, so it just like it just shows like what growing up with no one teaching you like morals yeah. or anything like that. No, 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 no. They yeah. had morals going into it. It's uh, when just, it's the island changed. Yeah. Being on their own without societal pressuring them to be a certain way. And it was all boys too. I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, well, I guess that's why. Uh, that's why. There's like. 18 and older is like considered a mature age because right. you could mm-hmm. like I mean it's obviously it's a fiction book but like mm-hmm. you know their minds they're like they they were taught morals and then they just like after a little bit they just like lost all sense of like the right thing to do I guess mm-hmm. and just I think yeah. they're we're off topic <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the off topic History podcast. Uh, that's what big history. Nineteen in March. Ooh, you excited? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm already an adult, pretty much. Um, one more year till twenty after this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, should probably be wrapping it up soon, but I think we should come back to the when and why people accept a theory thing. Just mm-hmm. sum it all up. So. Does anyone of you want to volunteer? I'll do it if nobody wants to. But Wait, why do we accept a theory? Yeah, when and why. We accept theories when we want to believe in something and when we need to believe in something other than that could bring us out of our daily lives, which right. are, you know, boring at times. Yeah. And yeah. Also, it depends. Like, different people might... Well, obviously, everyone needs a different amount of proof and evidence yeah. to believe something but some yeah. people that you could just explain to them and say I heard this is true and then they would believe it yeah mm-hmm. I mean for some theories you need one good piece of compelling evidence yeah. to draw people into it I mean and it's a lot easier when that theory has never been 
or it doesn't challenge any other theories. So if you're just bringing up a new theory out of nowhere, it doesn't challenge anything else. Mm-hmm. People will obviously be more willing to believe it. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to challenge a theory and also like a well-known theory, then that's when like I mean that's just the example of Wagner. Like he didn't have enough evidence at that point, but then Hess comes in and just like I don't know. It just people need enough compelling evidence to change their minds. Yeah, yeah, and like theories they threaten if they threaten a certain group of people then those people are inevitably going to react in a bad way towards that theory and we can also say that to get this uh, to get this compelling evidence to change people's minds and to intersect mm-hmm. disciplines and consult different Disciplines like, for example, this one, geology and science. So just like Wagner went across to another continent and looked at rocks from there, and then so he like looked at rocks in I think it was wasn't it like I don't know what countries did he look for them in? Um, it was definitely like New York and something in Europe. Yeah, I'm, I have a few, uh, for some reason Scotland is coming up in my mind. Yeah, it was probably I think it was Scotland. But regardless. <laughs> but regardless he used interdisciplinary thoughts and that's what big history is really about mm. looking at everything from different perspectives just the well yeah can't say anything more about that we never talked about genetic modification oh <laughs> what about genetic modification it's do we want to open another can of worms <laughs> we should probably I mean, I didn't put this here. Who put this here? I Someone wanted to talk about it. I put it this. here. Someone at the gym told me about it. Well, then, what did this person have to say, Mike? Um, that's a different topic. Okay, it's all right. It's a different story. Yeah, we'll save it for next time. <laughs> all, right. Yeah. all right, guys. Big AIDS in the gang out. And that's how the cookie crumbles.